Welcome to Boutique Radio, where boutique owners learn how to run a business to build a legacy. All right, we're back today with another episode, and we want to talk about bookkeeping pitfalls because we want to help boutique owners avoid these mistakes and challenges in the future. So this is your business and your time and money, and these mistakes come at a cost. So not counting all your sales and expenses when you're doing your bookkeeping is a huge mistake that many small business owners make, and they do it without even realizing it. Um, especially if you're not savvy to the different platforms and softwares, if you're using an accounting software, there's different tips and tricks that you have to look out for. So today we're going to tackle three common pitfalls with bookkeeping and hopefully shed some light if you have fallen into one of these on how to get out of it and correct it. Right. Uh, it's funny. I saw a reel the other day and it was talking in from an IRS point of view, it was like, Hey, we know how much money you make. And then the small business owner said, and you're going to tell me, right. And then Mm. the IRS was like, Nope, you're going to tell me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what happened? It's funny because what happens is they know how much you made. They get the K forms from all your different payment platforms. And then they're like, okay, don't forget to tell us how much you made. And then you submit it. And then if you're off by a few dollars, because you didn't account for something, they slap you with an audit. So it's a mess and a pain. Let's avoid all that. Let's get it straight today and be on track with our bookkeeping. We're going to talk about three of these pitfalls and really focus in on these three things so that you have a very clear direction to focus. So you can avoid these three things, which can really help you in the future. So Christy, tell us what you know about Let's start with account, not accounting for merchant fees, merchant fees. Yes. So if you have been dependent on bank balance bookkeeping, which we've talked about before, then this is your pitfall (laughs) because you're only accounting for the deposits as after they hit the bank and you're not accounting for that. I think 2.9% is the common merchant fee percentage for most platforms. And then it goes up and down based on your volume. Um, Some of the platforms out there just go way over the the average. But anyways, Mm -hmm. if you're only accounting for deposits as they hit the bank, you're missing out on that merchant fee expense. Like we Mm -hmm. said a minute ago, the IRS knows how much money you made (laughs) and they will expect Mm -hmm. you to claim that whole dollar. But let's say you had $100 in sales and you're at a 2.9%, you're only going to get that 97-ish dollars Mm -hmm. deposited in the bank. And if you only claim that $97, the IRS is going to say, hey, 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 you actually made the $100 and you're not expensing the $3 that they took off the top. It seems small when you use $100, but you times that by $100,000 in a month that you had in sales, and then you Mm -hmm. times that by 12 months of sales or whatever your volume is, and it really adds up. You miss out on a huge chunk of your expense. You have to claim the gross, and you're Mm -hmm. not accounting for that small person, seemingly small percentage Mm -hmm. of the merchant fees that come off the top before you see the money. Yes. I remember going through this years back when I had a different business and it's like these small things, especially when we are creatives and we're not thinking about all of these business aspects and we haven't necessarily outsourced these, these things yet. And 
we're trying to do it all. It's so easy for these things to slip through the cracks. Yes, absolutely. Cause you guys are the creative ones. So you're thinking big picture, you know, front end stuff. So it's easy for these back end mm-hmm. things to just sort of slip through the cracks. So take notes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about gift cards. So what makes gift cards tricky? Yes. Gift cards can be very tricky for multiple reasons. So let me just touch on a couple of the more common pitfalls that I see. One would be, is if you don't understand how your point of sale is tracking or your point of sale is tracking your gift cards, they could be tracking them when they originally sell. So that's one sale. And then they could be tracking them again, counting them again as a sale when the gift card is used, which means they're double counting your sales with your gift cards, or you are inadvertently doing it if you're doing your own bookkeeping or, you know, whatever. Now, some people also fall into the trap of not wanting to subscribe to the gift card part of their point of sale. Like I know Square charges extra if you are using their gift card part. So they'll just create their own item called gift card and they'll ring it up um, anytime they want to sell a gift card or use it for an exchange. You have to be very careful with that because you're going to end up counting the sale when it originally was sold. And then when your customer comes back to use the gift card, you're going to count that same dollar twice. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be overstating all of those sales if you're not manually accounting for them. Okay. All right. That's so good. All right. So being a real pain, especially if you don't know what your gift cards are doing in your point mm-hmm. of sale, if you don't know whether they're counting on the front or whether they're counting, you know, when they're used. So it's important to track your liability on how much mm-hmm. you have an outstanding gift card sales, because you don't want to fall into that trap of counting them twice. Yeah. It's such a simple, important change. And something to have on the radar. All right. So another pitfall we see is spending out of your cash PayPal sales or Shopify balance. Let's talk about how to avoid this. So I'm glad we're bringing this one up because I want to touch on like a tiny rabbit trail. I've heard through the grapevine that boutique owners are being told they do not have to claim cash sales as sales on their taxes. Okay. This is 100% untrue. (laughs) Do Mm. not fall into that. You have to count all of your sales, whether they were cash or any other processor as sales, whenever you go to file your taxes. So Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if that's news, you know, if you've been caught up in bad advice Mm -hmm. in the past, but cash sales are sales. Now that said, make sure you are, as you account for your gross cash sales, you're also accounting for any cash expenses that you had out of your gross sales before you deposited it to the bank. Mm -hmm. So if it was a hundred bucks for a window washer for your storefront, or, you know, you paid somebody to come in and help you count your inventory at the end of the year, and you just paid them cash, make sure you're accounting for all those little expenses, even though it seems tedious in the moment, because as you go through the year, your you are going to be looking at your cash sales or your bookkeeper is going to be looking at it and say, Hey, I'm missing $5,000 in cash sales. Do you know where that could have went? And you want to be able to accurately detail everywhere that cash went. Um, whenever, if you 
are ever audited, the IRS is going to go for your cash. They're going to want to know everything that was happening with cash and everything that you are claiming that you spent out of that. So just keeping good records and making sure that you're accounting for every legitimate business expense with cash is super important. Now, separately, we can touch on things like PayPal and Shopify because those platforms have the unique ability to be able to spend out of your balances. And so you may not ever see those actually go through your business checking, savings, or credit card accounts because PayPal, you can spend out of your PayPal balance for new product or paying someone or whatever your expense is. And it and you think, oh, well, my business card is connected to my PayPal, so I'll see that expense. I'll get to capture it. But if you're spending out of your PayPal balance, we never see that in your checking account or your credit account or whatever account mm-hmm. is linked. And so you miss out on being able to claim that expense. Same with the mm-hmm. Shopify balance, which is kind of a new system um, that Shopify is trying out. And a lot of people haven't really gotten on board with it yet, but I think it's going to become more popular Mm -hmm. as people see how easy it is to use. But essentially they hold the money just like PayPal and you can make purchases out of that balance before it's deposited to your bank. So you want to make sure you're accounting for anything that's coming off of your sales. And it sounds simple, but like you said, Mm -hmm. Jennifer, when you're going through um, the year and you are planning different things, you've got more of a creative mindset. You're not thinking Mm -hmm. about, did I pull that from my PayPal balance Mm -hmm. or did I pull it from my credit card? You know, so you want to make sure that you're clear on where your money's going and that you're tracking anywhere that money could be being pulled from. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. So do you have any recommendations around how to keep track of these things? Like, is there? Yeah, there's a couple different things. A lot of people, it's as simple as tracking it on a Google doc, mm-hmm. just keeping a Google doc starred on your browser where you can keep it pulled up for anybody who may be making expenses, whether it's you or um, a shop employee Mm -hmm. and can just jot stuff down as you go through the year. I would Mm -hmm. recommend having one for a cash log um, and having one for, you know, any expenses that may have come through a personal account, anything that you're not going to directly see in your business checking savings or credit accounts. Good. That makes sense. So either your bookkeeper can keep track of these things or you have like, maybe it's a monthly checklist to make sure that you are touching in on these things. Is that Mm -hmm. how you would recommend organizing it? Yeah. So with our bookkeeping services, our bookkeepers enter and reconcile everything from your accounts. We treat PayPal like a bank so that we capture all those. We treat the Shopify balance like a bank. And then we send you a list of needs at the end of every month, which includes a link to your own Google doc of any um, expenses that we need more clarification on. And we also have tabs on there for your cash log or inbound shipping. If you want to track that or any of those irregular like giveaways, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you had some damaged goods, maybe your store flooded that month just whatever that's sort of out of the ordinary, 
we mm-hmm. send you a list of that at month end every month. So that way you don't get, you know, nine months through the year and then have to think back, like, what was that $92 charge at that random <laughs> Venmo? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, why am I missing a thousand dollars from February's deposits mm-hmm. or whatever it is? You know, we don't want too much time to go back because we are human and we're going to forget if we don't keep track of it as much as we think we'll remember. <laughs> yeah. We will. We forget. don't think about these things. These are yeah. little details. So that we're not- yep. And every expense counts, even the mm-hmm. small ones. When you look back on the whole year, you want to claim every legitimate business mm-hmm. expense that you can to help offset those gross sales. And every little bit adds up. Yes, absolutely. So if you guys haven't done, um, filled out the estimate form yet or booked a call, you can always do that. That's at uh, www.boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash estimate. That's a good first step if you are wanting some support with these things. Yeah. And there's no, you know, upfront commitment with that estimate. It's totally free. We just have you submit a few details about your business, about how many transactions you're estimating that you have in a month. And we tell you, what your um, average bookkeeping costs per month would be. Mm -hmm. And we can also include any type of catch-up bookkeeping that you need, whether it's, you know, I'm behind this year or I haven't filed my taxes since 2015. Like we've got your back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So don't be afraid if you, even if you're just curious, even if you're happy with your current situation, it doesn't hurt just to look and see if it's something that's affordable or, you know, you may be interested preparing for growth this year or preparing Mm -hmm. to, um, make some different changes to just get your business on track and organized now, even if you've been slacker behind in the past, it's never too late to get organized. Yeah. We hope that these three things are on your radar, that they will be helpful for you in the future. And we are just keeping this short and sweet. And if you want more content like this, it's always available in Boutique School. And we are dropping new content each month. So we did just add a new module on the state of the industry. It's really good. And if you didn't hear the last podcast, Lindsay's on with us telling us all about that too. So super exciting. Definitely go back and listen to the episode if you haven't. But um, Boutique School is in the description if you want to learn more about it, if you haven't enrolled yet. And it's also available on the website, uh, boutiquebookkeeping.co forward slash boutique school. And we will see you next Thursday. Bye.